one thing that I've kept saying to you is we are not going to allow what's happening in the nations determine the word of God. We're not going to allow what's happening in the nations define what God has said to us. Let every man be a liar, but let God remain true. God never lies. Whatever God says, God will bring to fruition. And God said to us, and we stand upon his word, that it's our season of financial expansion and we will expand. Amen. That amen is very weak. Amen. For the last two weeks, this will be the third week. Uh, so I'll be preaching to you here today or spending the time and talking to you today on what I started uh, speaking about three weeks ago on the covenant of prosperity. I want to say the covenant of prosperity. Before we look at what we have for today, I want us to pray. Father, we thank you for your word. The Bible says the entrance of thy word bringeth light and understanding to the simple. And so, Father, we pray today that your word will come alive in this place and your word will impact the lives of everyone. I ask in the mighty name of Jesus that your word will light up the darkness. For when light shines, darkness disappears. So I pray, Lord, that revelation, illumination would come by your word. And Lord, you will impact each one that's listening today and those that are watching by way of the internet and those that will watch this broadcast subsequently in the days and the weeks and the months that to come. Do an amazing work in each life today. We approach your word reverently for your word is light and your word is truth. May your word change us today and may we never ever be the same again. In Jesus' mighty name, and everyone said, Amen. Awesome. We began to look at the covenant of prosperity, and we've been able to establish some very basic things, but very important things. I talked about this. I talked about the fact that the word prosperity has become a taboo word in so many circles today. But I also said that we must not throw the baby away with the bath water, we must understand that yes, in the midst of abuse, in the midst of the fake, it's the real. And the reason why there is abuse is because there is real. The reason why you have fake is because you have original. And there are men and women of God that still preach this message on prosperity with a purity of, of the heart and with the right motive. I've also said to you that, yes, there is nothing like the prosperity gospel. But I went further to say to you that you cannot delete, erase, cancel prosperity from the gospel. Because in the gospel is prosperity. Can someone say amen? amen. Last week, I began to answer some questions. The first question I answered last week is, what is prosperity? And I was able to answer that question looking at the entirety of the word of God with regards to the subject of prosperity. And I said to you that prosperity is an all-encompassing word. It is not limited to material things, but material things are part of it. I hope you got that definition. Prosperity is being the best at what God called you to do. Prosperity is being fruitful and fulfilled at doing what God has created you to do. And as you do what God has created you to do, you begin to what? To, uh, you also create eternal rewards by the things you do. I want you to understand that your life must be lived in such a way where you build eternal rewards ahead of you. Jesus said, do not lay up treasures upon the earth where moth and rust doth corrupt, where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where moth and rust cannot corrupt, where thieves cannot break through and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart shall be also. Can someone say amen? amen. So we looked at prosperity from the book of Third John and verse number 2, where it says, Beloved, I pray Above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. So we understand that prosperity is not just having money and material things, but prosperity 
covers every aspect of one's life. I believe with all of my heart that God wants you to prosper in your business, but God also wants you to prosper in your marriage. I believe that God also wants you to prosper in your health. I believe that God also wants you to prosper in your mind. Your mind, your soul, your, your will, your emotion, your intellect. I believe that God wants you to prosper in your academic. I believe that whatever you put your hands upon to do should prosper. Just like the Bible says in Psalm number 1, that whatever you put your hands upon to do will prosper and will come to maturity. So it is God's will for you to prosper in every area of life. I posed a few questions. I said, what is prosperity when the doctor was giving the person three months to leave? What is prosperity when you have a lot of money but your children are hooked on drugs and alcohol? What is prosperity when you don't even have control of your own mind? You are tormented by the devil. You have no control of your mind. The Bible says, what shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world but he loses his soul? What is your soul? Your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions. And it's important for us to understand that there are many people today on earth that do not control their mind. They do not control their will. They do not control their emotions because these areas of their lives have been taken over completely by demons. You have to understand that. There are people that are in straight jackets right now as I speak to you. There are people that are incapacitated. They are in the hospitals. They cannot move. They will give everything they have just to be able to feed themselves. They can't feed themselves. They will give everything they have just to be able to go to the toilet by themselves. They cannot go to the toilet by themselves. They will give everything they have just to be able to hug their wives or their husbands or their children. They will give everything they have just to go for a week of vacation. But they cannot do these things. Why? Because they are incapacitated. They are bedridden for like six months or six years or for ten years. Some have been bedridden for so many years. Some are in coma for one year. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Some have been given two months to live, two weeks to live. They've gone to the doctor. The doctor told them that you are sick of cancer and it is spreading all over your body. And you've got only two weeks to live. But they have a lot of monies. Uh, they have a lot of money stashed up in the bank. So what is prosperity when you are not complete? So prosperity is wholeness. Prosperity is all-encompassing. Prosperity is when you have control over your mind. Prosperity is when you have control over your life. Prosperity is when your children are living for God. Prosperity is when your body is healthy. Prosperity is when you can make decisions for yourself. Prosperity is when you can put your head on your pillow at night and you can sleep. And the Bible says your sleep will be sweet. Can someone give the Lord a big hand of praise the Lord? Hallelujah. So we answered that question, what is prosperity? We understand now that prosperity covers every area. Say it with me, prosperity covers every area of my life. That's so very important, very important. Now today I want to answer the question, does God's word teach prosperity? Somebody already said yes, praise the Lord for that. But I want us to read some scriptures today. I want us to really take the time and read because it's important we look at this based upon the word of God. I am answering these questions based on God's word. God's word is the yardstick. God's word is the example. I'm not looking at what man has to say. I'm not looking at what uh, secular institutions have to say. I'm not looking at man's definition on the subject i am looking at god's definition and god's definition alone come on now say amen. amen so i want us to go to the book of genesis the very beginning chapter one and we're going to read from verse number 26 does god's word teach prosperity to answer the question we must go to the beginning everyone said the beginning now, before I read where I just told you to open, I need you to understand that Jesus was asked a question with regards to divorce. And when the question was asked to Jesus, you don't have to turn there, but this is in the book of Matthew chapter 19. You can go read it in your spare time from verse 3. The Pharisees also came unto him 
tempting him and saying unto him, Is it lawful for a man to put away his wife for every cause? And he answered and said unto them, Have ye not read that he which made at the beginning, I was at the beginning. Now I needed to understand that when that question was asked to Jesus, Jesus made reference to the beginning. Now there is a reason why I am sharing this with you. I know some think this story or this uh, example here does not have to do with prosperity. But I want you to see something. It does have to do with prosperity because I also talked about prosperity in your marriage. Is that correct? But I want you to see that the reason why I use this as a reference point is because Jesus took them back to the beginning. I want to the beginning. Now, the reason why you must understand the beginning is because what God established from the beginning is still the plan of God till today. What I'm saying in essence is what God established in the beginning is what God still wants men to enjoy today. Now, over time, a lot of things have changed. A lot of things have been altered. But the things that are being altered does not negate the plan of God. Things were altered because of Satan. Things were altered because men cooperated with the devil. And man still cooperates with the devil. But in the beginning, God established some things. And we must understand that the way God established things from the beginning is the way things are supposed to be today. Because I don't want you to ever think that the plan of God changed over time. Because God's plan for man has never changed. Amen. Come on now, say amen. amen. So Jesus said to them, have you not read that he which made them at the beginning made them male and female? I want to say male and female. Now I understand this is about marriage. This is about divorce. Now Jesus began to deal with Three things as he answered the question that the Pharisees threw at him. He said, have you not read that he that made them from the beginning made them male and what? Female. Now, male and female. Notice Jesus is dealing with, uh, what do you call that? The homosexual lifestyle. Notice, he said, God made them male and what? He didn't make them male and male. He didn't make them female and female. He made them male and female. Jesus dealt with homosexual lifestyle when he answered that question. That's one of the things we see that Jesus dealt with. So basically, he takes them back to the beginning, even though the question was about divorce. But Jesus is dealing with three things here. He made them male and female. In other words, it's a man and a woman. Come on now, say amen if you believe it. Amen. And said, for this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and shall cleave to his wife. Not a man leaves his father and mother and cleave to his husband. But a man leaves his father and mother and cleave to his wife and they twain shall be one flesh. Wherefore they are no more twain but one flesh. What therefore God has joined together let not man put asunder. Now Jesus deals with divorce. Did you see that? He deals with divorce. He dealt with what? Uh, homosexual lifestyle, and then it deals with divorce. Another thing I want you to see that Jesus dealt with is he dealt with polygamy. These are the three things that you see as Jesus answered the question. He dealt with divorce, he dealt with homosexual lifestyle, and he dealt with polygamy. Can someone say praise God? Because he said God made them male and female. In other words, it's one man, one wife. Come on, say amen. amen. Not one man. Why did Moses then command to give a writing of divorcement and to put her away? They asked him. He said unto them, because of the hardness or the stubbornness of your hearts. You see that now? So the reason why Moses said, okay, I permit you to do this is because you want to do this. Your heart is stubborn. But this is not God's plan. Amen. 
This is your plan. Are you listening to me? So Moses, because of the hardness of your hearts, suffered, put away your wives. But from the beginning, it was not so. Come on now, say praise God. Now, I wanted to establish that to say to you that Jesus took them to the beginning to help them understand how God set things up from the beginning. And what God set up from the beginning has not changed. It is the same thing that God wants us to apply in our day and life today. If you believe it, shout amen. amen. Now, let's go to the beginning on the subject of prosperity. Because that also has not changed. Genesis chapter 1 Verse number 26. God said, let us make mankind in our image after our likeness and let them have complete authority. The word there is dominion. Everyone say it with me, complete dominion. Now, that is the plan of God. That has not changed. Like I said, some things were altered. The reason why some things were altered like this particular situation was altered is because man opened up the door to Satan. Man was created by God to have complete. Everyone say complete. Not partial. Not 99.9% dominion. Complete dominion. Complete authority. Now, complete dominion over what? Let them have complete authority over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, the beasts, and over all the earth. Over all the what? Over all the earth. If God said, man, my, my guy, my man, I've given you dominion, I've given you authority over all the earth. What does that mean? That means man has been placed in dominion over everything that God has made upon the earth. Man is in absolute dominion. Man is in absolute authority. Poverty, sickness, sin, demons should not dominate man. Because God gave man absolute, complete dominion. So it is illegal for poverty to dominate a man. Oh yeah. See, when poverty came, it came because of sin. It was because of an open door. That's the reason why poverty came upon man and poverty began to dominate man. But in the beginning, it wasn't so. Men had no knowledge of poverty. Men had nothing to do with poverty. Man was in absolute dominion. Everything on earth was under the dominion of man. Now, if that is what God set up in the beginning, can I tell you that that is exactly what God still wants us to have today? Because the first man missed it, but Jesus came and fixed it. Oh, your hallelujah is too weak in this place. I said the first man missed it. The first man destroyed it in a sense. I would say destroyed his authority and dominion. But Jesus came and restored back the dominion, the authority back to man. And the born again man has absolute dominion, absolute authority over all the creation of God. That has been restored back to you in Jesus. That is, notice when I started the series, I told you that a child does not need rules and regulations to live in his father's house. A child by virtue of birth is a child. By virtue of the fact that you are a child of God, you have been giving ultimate dominion over the creation of your daddy. Oh, that amen does not even... I say you've been giving up absolute ultimate authority dominion over the things that your father made. Can I tell you the devil did not create the trees. The devil did not create the fish. 
The devil did not create the seas. The devil did not create the forest. The devil did not create the gold and the silver. God said the gold is mine. The silver is mine. He owns a cattle on a thousand hills. Can I tell you? Everything your father created, he gave to the first man. The first man blew it. But the second man came back and he restored it back to us. Because the second man had to come as a man. And he came to restore back to man what man missed and what man lost. And today we... We as sons and daughters of God have been put back in a place of authority, in a place of dominion, where everything that God made has been put under our feet. If you believe it, give the Lord a big shout of praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let him have a complete authority over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air. Notice when Jesus came, the disciples were fishing. Is that correct? And Jesus said, have you caught anything? They said, we haven't caught nothing. Jesus said, I want to use your boat, Peter. Peter said, okay, it's okay, you can use my boat. But when Jesus was done ministering with the boat of Peter, what did Jesus say? Jesus said to him, launch out into the deep for a catch. And Peter said, I've been toiling all night and I caught nothing. That is to show to you that Peter was still dominated by circumstances. But Jesus, the one who came to restore back to us our place, our dominion, said to Peter, throw your net on the other side. I know where fishes are. I created them and I'm back to give you back the same dominion you once had. Do you know that if Adam had not seen, Peter would, would not be struggling. But because Jesus came to restore back to us what Adam lost, Peter said, okay, by your word I shall do it. And when Peter did, what happened? The Bible says he caught so much fish, he was not able to pull the net out of the water and he had to call his boys and his partners to help him. Can I prophesy over somebody? Because of the dominion that has been restored back to you, you will throw your net out into the ocean and you will catch so much fish, you will have to invite your partners, you will have to invite your friends to help drag the net back into the boat. It is a net breaking catch. It is a boat sinking catch. That is what God is about to do because the dominion that has been restored back to you. If you believe it, give the Lord a big shout of praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Jesus walked in absolute dominion. When Jesus walked the earth, he was in absolute dominion. Have you noticed that no problem dominated Christ? When he walked into a place, if demons were there, they left. When he walked into a place, if it was chaos, he brought peace. When he walked into a place, if it was death, he brought life. When he walked into a place, if there was sickness, he brought healing. Jesus walked in absolute dominion. Can I tell you something? That they couldn't kill him until he gave himself to them. I said they couldn't kill Jesus until Jesus gave himself to them. He had to surrender. If he did not surrender himself to them, he would still be on earth today. Because many times they try to kill him. Many times they try to arrest him. But every time they try to arrest him, the Bible said Jesus just walked right through them. I can imagine those men who tried to put their hands out to catch him. They, they were paralyzed. You couldn't touch him. He walked in absolute authority, absolute dominion. And can I tell you, that is the same dominion, that is the same authority that he has restored back to the church. If you are a member of the church, give the Lord a big hand of praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let them have complete dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air. God, look at, look at Elijah. God sent ravens, birds, to feed the man of God. God sent birds. To bring him flesh and bread. Birds. You can do your study on ravens. You will discover that they were, those birds are selfish birds. 
Those birds are meat-eating birds. Selfish, meat-loving, meat-eating, carnivorous birds. What they were supposed to eat, God said, go give to my man. Absolute dominion. Can I tell you, God's going to bring you provision from unexpected places. God's going to bring you provision even from some of the most selfish people that don't want to release it. But when God commands a blessing, my God, when God opens a door, no man can shut the door. When God says go, people go. When God says bless, blessing flows. When God says it is done, it is done. From the most unexpected places, God will bring provision. God will bring blessings because God is not limited. And you have to operate in faith, understanding who you are. Understanding that you're a child of God. Understanding that God has given you absolute, ultimate dominion, authority over the things that God made. Can someone say praise the Lord? Huh, glory to God. Over the birds. Over the beasts. Over all the earth and over everything that creeps upon the earth. Even snakes. Those are creeping things. Luke 10, 19. Behold, I give you authority. Behold, I give you what? Authority. To tread upon snakes and their brothers, scorpions. Snakes and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And none of them shall by any means hurt you. You've got to understand the authority that you've got. The authority that's been restored back to you. The dominion that's been restored back to you. And that's the reason why you must stop running from the devil. You should be the one full of God. You should be the one kicking the devil behind the devil's behind. You should be the one running the devil out of your home, out of your life, out of your finance, out of your family, out of this nation. Come on now, say amen. amen. Pastor, come pray for my deliverance. Deliverance from what? You should be the one setting other people free. Looks like people got quiet on that one. So God created man in his own image. Say it with me. I was created in the image of God. And so God created man in his own image. In the image and likeness of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. And God blessed them. God did what? Notice God didn't curse them. See, the curse came because of sin. Where there is no sin, there is no curse. I say, where there is no sin, there is no curse. The curse came because of sin. Before sin, all that man had was the blessing of God. God blessed God did not curse the man. Can I tell you something? When God has blessed you, no one can curse you. Can, oh my God, that amen needs prayer. Can I tell you, when God has blessed you, when the hand of God is upon your life, when the grace of God is upon your life, when the mercy of God is upon your life, nothing the devil can do to alter that. A man that God has blessed is blessed. No devil can curse that man. No man can curse. Listen, if they try to curse you, like God said to Abraham, anyone who curses you, I will curse them. In other words, the same thing they try to bring upon you will go back upon them. Because when they dig a ditch, they will fall into the same ditch that they have dug for you. No one can curse you when God has blessed you. God blessed them. God blessed them. You know what God did? God empowered them. God strengthened them. God gave them the ability. I want to say the ability. The Bible says there's the blessing of the Lord that maketh one rich. It is the what? The blessing. God blessed them. 
God clothed them. My God, this is so good. God blessed them and said to them, I like that. Notice the way God blessed them. God blessed them by saying things. God blessed them by declaring over them. And when you study how God blesses people, God blesses people by declaring over them. God came to Abraham and said in Genesis chapter 12, leave your father's house and go to a place I'll show you and I will make you a great nation and I will bless those that bless you and I will curse those that curse you. In you shall the nations be blessed. It was blessing that came by declaration. When Jacob wrestled with the angel and Jacob wrestled the whole night and the angel said, leave me for morning is about to come. He said, I will not let you go unless you what? Bless me. What did the angel say to uh, Jacob? The angel said, what is your name? He said, my name is Jacob. He said, from today you shall no more be called Jacob, but you shall be called Israel. He blessed him by declaring over him a new name. Your name is Israel. You are a prince, for you have wrestled with God and with men, and you have prevailed. And from today you are a prince. You dominate. You rule. No man, no devil shall be able to rule or reign over you. I've given you a new name. And this name, this declaration will empower you to succeed. Everywhere you go, you will have dominion. God will bless you by declaring. How did God bless Joshua? Go read Joshua chapter 1. Verse number 8, he said, This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but thou shalt meditate on it day and night, that thou mayest observe to do what is written in it. Then shalt thou make thy way prosperous, and thou shalt have good success. Wherever the sole of your feet shall tread upon, I give unto you as your inheritance. God declares over him, when you put your feet in a place, I give you the authority and the dominion over the place. And that is the same thing that God does. He blesses by declaring over people. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. I said hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. hallelujah. Glory to God. And God blessed them and said unto them, be fruitful. I like that. See, I'm taking you back to how it all started. This is what prosperity is. Be fruitful. Be they say, this is the blessing now. Be fruitful. Amen. You see, what God said to them is what God said over you. Amen. Be fruitful. Amen. See, you to be fruitful in everything you do. Blessed is the man that what? Walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the way of sinners, nor sit in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. In his law doth he meditate day and night. He shall be like a tree. Planted by the river of waters, bringing forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf does not whose leaf does not fade. Whatsoever, whatsoever he does shall prosper. Be fruitful. Be fruitful. The Bible says the righteous is like a palm tree. Can I tell you something about palm trees? Palm trees was flourish. They would flourish in any condition. It does not matter how harsh the weather is. The palm tree will continue to grow. Amen. It don't matter how terrible, how harsh the weather is. The palm tree will not die. The palm tree will continue to flourish. And my Bible says you will flourish like a palm tree. You, you know the word flourish? You know the word flourish where it say you flourish like a palm tree? The word flourish means you will spread out. The word flourish means you will do well. Can I tell you, it don't matter the economy of the world. It does not matter what's happening. They say there is a second wave. They say that things are... Listen, no second wave in the name of Jesus. Praise God. At destruction and at famine. You shall laugh. Now, does that make sense? Does it make sense to the natural people? But God said, at destruction and famine, you shall laugh. You know, you're laughing because things are working. Say things are working. 
See, things may not work for someone else, but that does not mean it won't work for you. Because we are people that walk by faith, not by sight. We believe the word of God. We believe that God will do what he says he will do. God will watch over his words to perform them. Come on now, say praise God. Be fruitful. Turn to somebody say be fruitful. And then he says multiply. Hey, multiply. I like multiplication better than addition. Are you listening to me? I say I like multiplication better than addition. 10 plus 10 is 20. 10 times 10 is 100. I I like (laughs) multiplication. God wants you not just to get something added to you. God wants you to multiply. Can someone say I'm going to multiply? This, this is my season of financial expansion and I will multiply financially. My business will, you need to say what I'm My business will multiply. My finance will multiply. Come on, the work of my hands will multiply. It will multiply. That is the word of God. Those that don't want to hear this, that is their cup of tea. But I want to hear this because this is the word of the living God. He said be fruitful and multiply. God wants you to multiply. God wants you to increase. God wants you to multiply. And I declare in the name of Jesus, the son of the living God, you will never know a day of lack. I'm telling you, your best days begin from today. I say your best days begin from today. You will never know a better yesterday. Multiplication is upon you. Everything you touch, you lay your hands upon to do. By the leading of the Holy Ghost, they will increase. They will multiply. And you will be amazed at what God will do in and through your life. Come on now, give the Lord a big hand of praise the Lord. Glory to God. Ha, I love this. Multiply, fill the earth. Fill the earth. Spread. Spread. Fill the earth. Open more branches. Become a conglomerate. Have a chain of companies. Nothing wrong with that. Fill the earth. Don't just have a branch in Istanbul. Have one in Ankara. Have another in Izmir. Move to Europe. Spread all over the nations of the earth. Why not? Employ laborers. Employ workers. In different continents. As if this is just for a few people. You know it is said that there is 7.5 billion people on earth. Everyone says 7.5 billion. But do you know what they said? They said only 1% is rich. You say amen to that? Don't say amen to that. That's, a, that's, a, that's not good. 7.5 billion people on earth, only 1% is rich. 1%. 1%. So what's wrong with the rest? 7.5. If you, you know, if you know Matt, 1% of 7.5 billion. You, you know, that's the only, they said that's, those are the only ones rich on earth. This is a problem. But there is more resources on earth for, for all of us. Hundred times over. Each of us can fill our pockets with diamonds. May I have many pockets today? I have two here. I have two in the back. I have inner pockets. You can fill your pockets with diamonds. There will still be excess left. It is wrong for only 1% to be rich out of 7.5 billion. That's a major, major problem. It's a major problem. Somebody get ready to be added to, one, to that 1%. I'm telling tell, get ready to be added. I'm, I'm not going to be in the 99, but I'm going to be in that I am in that percent. 
And, and, and the 1% wants to control everyone else. And they talk about Africa is poor. That Africa is not poor. Now countries are in categories. First world. Second world. Third world. Who, who gave you the right to call anyone? Third world. I've said this before. For those of you that, that never heard me say. Let me tell you. When the Portuguese came to Ghana. In the 17th century. The Portuguese came to Ghana. And in just one, just one area. They saw so much gold. In just one area in Ghana. Do you know Ghana was known as the Gold Coast? Do you know that? That was the, the Gold Coast. They had so much gold. Today they're called Ghana. There is no poor nation. There's no, there is only poor management of the resources. There is so much that God has placed on earth for us. And, 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 and then, because there is only 1% according to statistic that is rich, the, the rest are angry with the 1%. That is why even in the church, when rich people are in the church, poor, I don't want to say poor people. I try not to say poor people when I refer to believers. But those that don't have get upset with the rich. Uh, look at that man. He's flying a private jet. Can I tell you something? Each of you can, can really enjoy your life based on what the Bible has shown us. Or what God has laid up for us. Now, I understand how things are in the system of the world. But I'm not speaking about a system of the world. I'm talking about what God has for, them, for humanity in his word. Because like I said to you when I started. I said things got messed up. Is that correct? Adam was put in the garden of Eden. And guess what he was supposed to do? He was supposed to take this beautiful, luscious, wealthy garden. And spread this garden across the world. That was his job. Because God said to him, be fruitful, multiply, replenish. I want to say replenish. Amen. Replenish the earth. Take what you have. This is the blueprint. This is the prototype. Take this prototype and spread it across the world. In other words, every nation should be the garden of Eden. That was God's plan. That was God's plan. But that did not come to materialization. Why? Because Satan came and Adam committed high treason and sold out to Satan. But praise God, Jesus came and... See, that is why Jesus came, my friends. Jesus came to restore man back. Jesus did not just come to forgive you sin. Jesus came to restore you back to the original plan. There was an original plan. That's what he came to do. Sin was the thing that altered it. Sin was the thing that affected it. Sin was the virus. But this virus has been removed. From the believer. If a man is in Christ, this man is a new creature. It's a new species of being. He's a man that's never existed. The old is gone and the new has come. So that place of absolute dominion and authority has been given back to man. If you've been given back that position, then I want you to lift up your two hands and give the Lord a big hand of praise, the Lord. Hallelujah. Hey, glory to God. Hallelujah. <laughs> Be fruitful. Multiply. Fill the earth. Subdue it. I like the way the Amplified Classic puts, 
Amplified Classic puts that. It says, using all its vast resources in the service of God and man. See, the resources are vast. Don't let nobody lie to you and tell you that the oil is running out. Oil, oil cannot run out. You didn't put it there. The governments did not put the oil in the ground. Oil will not. Diamonds are. Yeah, diamonds are forever. No, no, that's not what I was about to say. They, yeah, they do say they do say diamonds are forever, but uh, they don't want everyone to have diamonds. But diamonds are shooting out. I mean, have, have you have you guys? I mean, go to places like Sierra Leone. Go to places like DRC. DRC, it's known to be the wealthiest country in the world. I'm talking about with, rega with regards to mineral resources. But it's one of the poorest nation. You know what I mean by poorest nation? In the world today. Is it a lack of resources? Absolutely not. It's not. So let nobody tell you that diamonds are running out and the, the oil is running out, the gold, gold is running out. None of these things are running out. Ethiopia. Ethiopia, you guys, you guys export the most coffee. You know that, don't you? But anyway, let me not even talk to touch that. Should I touch that? Or just leave it, leave it. Honestly, I mean, look at Gloria Jeans and Starbucks and look at all these big name, uh, 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 you know, coffee companies are basically using all the resources that you guys have in your country and, and, and they're using it to make millions and billions and people with it, some don't even know what to do with it. We have the raw material. Should I talk about Nigeria with oil? Let me not even go there. How many? How many will I? How many will I name? And instead of people coming together to enjoy what listen, there is, it's so much. Nobody needs to suffer. Nobody needs to starve. Nobody needs to die. So much wealth in the earth. So much wealth. You can see so much wealth. Let me show you one more verse and then I'll close. Psalm 115 verse number 16. I want to read this from the, from the Passion Translation. Psalm 115 verse number 16. Because I want you to see. I mean there's a few more places I would have loved to read. No, let's, let's go to Psalm 8 first. Let's go to Psalm 8 first. Let's see Psalm number 8. I told you I'm going to read a few scriptures here. It's important. Psalm number 8, we read from verse 3. Have you found it? When I consider thy heavens, the work of thy fingers, the moon and the stars, which thou hast ordained, what is man that thou art mindful of him? The son and the son of man that thou visit, visitest him. For thou hast made him a little lower than the angels. Now, if you read that in, in other translations, you would see, especially like in the Passion Translation, it, thou hast made him a little lower than Elohim, which is God. Okay? Thou hast made him a little lower than Elohim, and hast crowned him with glory and honor. Say, I am crowned, I am crowned. with God's glory and God's honor. Thou madest him to have dominion. Everyone say dominion. dominion. Over the works of thy hands. Thou hast put all things under his feet. All sheep and oxen. Yea. And the beasts of the fields. The fowl of the air. And the fish of the sea. And whatsoever passeth through the paths of the sea. O Lord our Lord. How excellent is thy name in all the earth. You can see that... Here in the book of Psalms, the writer is actually confirming what God says in Genesis chapter 1 and chapter 2. 
all things have been put under the dominion of this man. And this man is you and I. Look at Psalm 115. Praise God. I'm sure this is helping somebody. Does God's word teach prosperity? The answer is an emphatic yes. That is what I'm showing you in the Bible. Psalm 115, verse number 16. The heavens belong to our God. They are his, they are his alone. But he has given us the earth and put us in charge. Say it with me, I'm in charge. Yeah, you need to start speaking like this. You need to start, listen, you have to live in the consciousness and the awareness of this. I am in, I'm, this is how I, I speak dominion. Nothing dominates me. No one dominates me. I am in absolute dominion. You know, when I make these confessions, you know what I say? I say there is only one that dominates me and his name is Jesus Christ. I am dominated by Jesus alone. Nothing else dominates me. Yeah. I dominate poverty. I dominate sickness. I dominate lack. I dominate oppression. I dominate everything that the kingdom of darkness has to offer. I am in absolute authority. Amen. That's the word of God. And you might say, Pastor Godwin, but you know, um, I'm, I'm, I've been saying, uh, this is not my experience. If you keep saying it long enough, it will become your experience. The reason why it is not your experience yet is because you are not aware of it. And, and even some of you that slightly have an understanding of this, you are not even saying it. No, God blesses. God blesses with the words he speaks. You have to understand that dominion is in your tongue. You have to begin to use your tongue and declare your dominion. Declare your place of authority. Declare that things do not dominate you. They cannot dominate you. These circumstances of life, they have ears. Because behind them are demonic spirits. <coughs> Excuse me. Those demonic spirits know. When you speak, they hear you. Poverty is a spirit. Sickness is a spirit. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth, who went about doing good, healing all those who were oppressed by the devil. So sickness is a demonic oppression. There is a demon behind it. And when you speak, the demon hears you. But if you don't speak, how did God bless Adam? Spoke. How did God bless Abraham? Words. How did God bless Joshua? Words. How does God bless you? Words. How do you bless yourself? Words. Mark 11. What does it say? Verse number 23, right? Whosoever shall say. Whosoever shall what? Some people are not saying nothing. Whosoever shall say to this mountain, be moved and be cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe those things he said will come to pass, he will have whatsoever he says. I am in dominion. Say it. I am in dominion. Absolute, dominion. Absolute dominion. I am increasing. I am I'm spreading. I'm, spreading. I'm expanding. I'm expanding. 